Welcome to Haters Drinking Hate Rate. With me as always is Siddharth Mehta. Hello, Sid. Yo, I'm so excited for this one, man. I'm so excited. First off, technical disclaimer, if you hear any loud explosions behind me, it is because it is the day after Diwali. Uh, Siddharth's head has not exploded over draft talk. It will soon, man. Just give it time. Just give it time. Uh, let's jump right in. Biggest news story of the week. Russell Westbrook has all but demanded a trade. Like... He hasn't straight up said, I want a trade, but it's everything but uh, that. You know, I think this says more about you than the new story, because <laughs> if Woj had said it, you would have believed it. But Charles is saying it, so you're not believing it. That's the only kind of That's bomb. what I don't like, Barve. You should have just, just because you're like, oh, Shams, he's saying it, so I'm not like fully in. And I don't agree with that. I think no. Shams is getting up there. I mean, it's, it's also the most so, believable news story. Yeah. Because I can't imagine that uh, Russell Westbrook is. is is happy there. I can't imagine the Rockets are extremely happy with that situation. Russ is not an idiot, despite the way he dresses. He yeah. is not an idiot. He knows he knows which way yeah. the wind is blowing. No, so he's not. Here's my question, and this is something yeah. that I've been thinking about and reading a lot about it. Who in their right minds is currently trading for Westbrook? Okay, you answer the next question. Don't say the Knicks. You okay. can't fucking you're, just you're say clearly... the Knicks every time I ask for a stupid trade suggestion. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets exist as well. All right? And Russell Westbrook is the biggest Jordan Bear athlete in the world right now. And MJ has to do something at this point. Right? Right? And by the way, Screw you. The New York Knicks are actually in trade talks. It doesn't count when the Knicks are in okay. trade talks. I it just doesn't. They're in for everyone. They're in for every bad contract in the NBA. Listen, it. the answer is always the Knicks. Okay? <laughs> I can't help it if you just don't believe that gravity exists like constantly. I mean, you I, have to also just, believe in the Knicks in that fashion. Okay? So I want to talk about they will pick the wrong <laughs> decision. Not, well, it's not 365 days apart. But it is two free agencies apart. Last free agency, the Knicks were linked with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. This free agency, they are they have been yeah. linked with Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and now Russell Westbrook. This is the worst run team in the league. They this is the worst run team in the Indian soccer league. You know, in the Indian super fucking league. Yeah, they would be, they would you, you could put them anywhere and they'll somehow find a way. Yeah, it's 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 kind of amazing how bad the Knicks are. But I mean, look, uh, we don't want to keep doing this to the Knicks. They just let us do it. That's the problem. Having said that, they have been very well behaved lately, and they have new management. So let's give them a chance before we brutally tear I mean, them down in six months. Okay, I want you to be on your they, best they behavior and leave them Carmelo alone. Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul as a team up. That is. What kind of a team would that be? The best kind from 2009? Yes, in 2009. Holy shit, that's a championship contender. But aside from that, for the last decade, that is a team that is going to play... That's a combo that's going to play max 35 games in the regular season and then constantly have the chance of falling apart in the playoffs. One injury One here, second. Exhaustion. Did you say playoffs? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I got <laughs> way ahead of myself. Who are you talking about suddenly? I don't know. Okay, okay, enough, enough, enough of them. Get back to the real thing here. 
I want to point out one more thing. It's not that Westbrook wants a trade because he can't play well with Harden. I think he's still very cool with Harden and Harden is still very cool with him. It's that he hates the rest of the team. Okay, and that just doesn't just mean the squad and the roster. He's talking about the whole culture of the Rockets. And let's be real, Harden and D'Antoni have to really, really take a look at themselves and like see how they've let this happen. Because the reports are Westbrook is unhappy because he feels there's a lack of accountability in this team. Okay, these people just don't listen to feedback. Apparently, they don't want to get better. They don't want to like take orders from anybody include and Harden doesn't give any so they they've been happy this whole time so you have a guy like Westbrook coming in being like yo you have to rebound harder you have to do this more you have to do that more why don't you cut a bit there? more of a floor general rather yeah. than just an out and out scorer yeah uh, yeah i mean that he is a good leader man like i i mean there's a lot that people people are very mixed on Russell Westbrook's game and that's because he is a very enigmatic player but the dude is a real competitor right and he really really does help his teammates get better with his intensity i mean it hypes everybody up to watch him you know yeah let's be fair he took okc to the playoffs alone essentially alone yeah i mean in that mvp yeah. i mean it shouldn't have happened he won a bloody series with them man and that was when true, he took out true. i think was he did he take out harden i think he did i'm not sure anyway point being westbrook is not wrong okay in this case and it, Okay, I'm going to ask you where do you think they should he should go? The Clippers. How is this going to work? They I have no idea, but there have there has been contact, there has been recruiting. I think Russell Westbrook would be a better fit for the Clippers than Chris Paul. He would play more games. He will be more uh he will be more productive for them. Lesser chance of injury, lesser chance of the guy absolutely burning out and he is exactly what they need. They need a guy shouting at everyone for 25 minutes. And yes, they may have to trade Paul George. I think Kawhi and Westbrook would be better than uh, Kawhi and Paul George. You're right about that, actually. I, I buy that. I, I buy I that. I think that works. I would, I would that actually... Really works. But you know what the problem is? When do we really see the first signs of failure from Westbrook in terms of his game? Like, when do you think that is? Yeah, I yeah. just want to ask. I'm not Look, saying it'll happen. I just don't know, you know? Look, the, the, in the bubble, he had just come off coronavirus an and there was an injury yeah, as well, yeah. right? I think it was a quad. I think it was a quad injury. So he, he had those two things. So we didn't see proper Westbrook in the bubble. We did see a very, very good version of Westbrook in the regular season last yeah, year. Yeah, he netted some two player of the month yeah. things in a row or something. Yeah, exactly. So he's not bad yet. And this uh, this bubble bit where they, they went out early and everything else. So it wasn't a super strenuous bubble either. He's had time to recover. It's not like... Uh, LeBron and co had to go all the way to the finals and turn this around in two months and start again. So I think he's got one really good season in him. And the Clippers also really need to turn something around in this season because the player option comes in at the end of next season for both Kawhi and Paul George. Trade Paul George back to the Rockets. I think Harden, and, if Harden stays, Harden and Paul George might be a better combo as well on that end because George is the better defensive player if his shoulders stay healthy. I think the Clippers should throw it on it. I don't think they should go for Chris Paul. Because I don't think Chris Paul and Kawhi are a really um, are a combo that's going to survive a season in the playoffs. I think they, they, they traded Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, and uh, one or two more guys from the Rockets, or Beverly as well, from the Rockets. Yeah. 
to the Clippers for, I feel like, Chris Paul. That's what happened, right? That was that. that yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that, that was the yeah. sign-in trade. And then that was the, the Clippers trade. went ahead and gave like 85 draft picks and like whatever to get, to <laughs> to get Paul OKC, George. Yes. And now we're effectively just straight swapping uh, Westbrook and Paul yeah, George. The, Is that what you're saying? So if you if you look at it, yeah, it's going to be almost a straight swap. There's going to need some salary filler because Westbrook does have a bigger contract than Paul George does. So, so yeah. we've gone so for sure. Chris, so Clippers have gone from Chris Paul to Paul George <laughs> to Russell Westbrook. I'm Don't not, do it like this. I'm not doing it like, do it like this. You are doing it like this. <laughs> you so are doing bad. it like this. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just putting like it together that, in my mind. So bad. In front of you, you know. Um, yeah. What could go wrong? You're right. Yeah. So they had to put in eight million worth of filler into that deal because Westbrook's on thirty-eight. Oh, good God, four years and 38, uh, three years and 38. But yeah, it's it's with the Paul George player mm. option, it is kind of equivalent, both contracts. But yeah, it's eight million worth of filler that um, the Clippers will have to put in to make that work. Mm. Very okay, doable, but if you're the Rockets, doable. okay, if you're, if you're the Rockets, okay, say you're the Rockets at this point, uh, would you take Paul George if he's not going to opt in? Oof, yeah. I don't know if I'd take Paul George. Because that's, Paul that's George true. and Harden sounds good, but it is a little awkward, isn't it? Yeah, but who else is... what? So, here's here's my thing. What is the other superstar available for you? For Russell No, Westbrook? there's nobody. There's... At least Paul George is in the, is in the upper yeah, yeah. star category. So, if it works, your upside is better. But aside from that, the only other option with Westbrook is to straight blow it up. Because then if you're trading with a Charlotte, if you're trading with any other team which has pick assets or younger player kind of assets, that's not going to work on a hardened timeline. Okay, but, but can I tell you something? I actually believe that if you really just improve all the role players, I mean, make him high, Iverson him. I think he does not do the two-star thing well. I think he is a lone star, okay? He hmm. needs hmm. everything to, to get everything he needs. He needs like he needs the ball. He needs time. He needs all the shots. He needs to see the floor. Uh, he needs all of this. What he all he needs is other guys to shoot when he can't, basically, and to defend when he doesn't feel like it. Okay, and actually, I say it hmm. like that, but I don't mean it in a bad way. He just can't exert himself that much. Let's be real. So, uh, honesty. Ask. I'll ask you all this honesty. Do you think the Rockets were worse without Clint Capella or better without Clint Capella? I think they were worse without Clint Capella. And I think there's evidence for that as well. And I'll tell you why Why the evidence for that is the quality of the shots. Okay? When Harden drives and he doesn't have Capella to probably lob to, yeah. nobody mm-hmm. sags off him in the lane. Because the big, the big doesn't have to sag off him because he's not going to toss it to anybody. He's now going to the cup and that's it. PJ Tucker is just hanging around. Exactly. That so, you know, the quality of the looks don't go in, uh, don't look as good. Uh, Harden has so much more of a load on him to, like, constantly score. So, I mean, I would just take take all of the assets that I can. Because let's be real also. Harden has only three years left in his deal right now. And even yeah. then... Even... in, I would argue career. Three years yeah. left. That's it. 
aside from becoming a catch and shoot guy yeah. somewhere as a later so, in life move say you are the charlotte hornets okay and your picks are obviously garbage okay uh, i mean uh, obviously good not garbage am i bad uh, and and you have the third pick already in this draft just give it to them like it'll be fine like give harden somebody to develop next to him okay and then just fill the rest of it up with great players i think it's a good idea i i mean because the other thing is i just don't see anybody who wants westbrook honestly and even if they do they just don't have the money or the cap space or the ability to take on that big of a max slot because don't forget he's on the designated uh 35% max yes. slot that's yes. He's on that super max. Really, yeah. really, really hard to sustain. You know, I'm just gonna whip up the trade machine now. The uh, Westbrook to uh, Charlotte trade is not without bad contracts. It has to be right. Bad it doesn't contracts. work without the bad contracts. Yeah. So the Batum deal is a for sure. What you might have to also throw in is either Cody Zeller, um, a, maybe a, a scary chair, maybe a scary Terry goes in as well. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a PJ Washington one of those other long-term okay. deals. But but so that's good. it's still an, it's still a year of bad expirings. But but okay, but it's a bad contract. But Batum as a guy who only has to catch and shoot is not bad. Okay. Sure, and, sure. and and if you're getting scary Terry, that's that's your point guard uh, backup I like taken. Scary Terry. Yeah, that's your point guard yeah, thing I backup like thing taken when Harden needs a rest, you know. He gets he gets very Actually, Rozier is actually a good example of somebody who's just better as a playoff player. You know, he needs that kind of thing going for him. So him next to Harden in the playoffs—that's the intensity guy that they need. You know, a little bit. Okay, maybe we're overestimating him a little bit, but let, let's just let's Midget. just let's yeah. just. I mean, like scary Terry and Harden in the playoffs are gonna win it all. No one ever said win it all, but I'm just saying it's better. <laughs> you know, then yeah, I don't know. I think I think this could work out. But Charlotte would be making a huge mistake. Yeah, that's it's it's pretty much game over for Charlotte after that for four years because Westbrook is so good on his own that he's never let never going to let you truly tank. And he can't let you, you are tank. Always he doesn't know be, how. You are constantly going. This is what screwed OKC for those two or three years, and they finally had to just and OKC somehow they by their stars they can't tank. Yeah, because they got Chris Paul and they trade him away. That turned into a playoff run. So that's an OKC problem as well. But if they bring in Russell Westbrook, they will just have to rely on free agency to bring in a second star. And I don't see that happening either. So that's a that's a murder deal for both sides. Whereas the Clippers deal that I'm suggesting still gives both teams a real shot at at least conference semis, conference finals. I think I think it puts the Clippers over the top. Honestly, it does for me. Let's jump right ahead to the draft. All right. Uh the draft is just a couple of days away now. Uh it's getting closer and closer. Uh no trades announced yet. Uh everyone's still talking about everyone. No real consensus on the mock draft. Who do you think? Because this is the this is the most intriguing question to me. Now, forget who's picking. Because there's that brings up way too much ambiguity. Who do you think the top 3 players in this draft are? and i want that in order so who do you think the num- so let's start there who, who do you think the number one player in this draft is okay so everyone has to put kavits because that's how you like that's how you like ordered everything in life and that's how you picked everything in life so i'm going to start with the guys that i pick have very high upside that's the whole point of the 
top three players. Of course, of course. You, if you want somebody who's really good and is going to be really good in the future for sure, but is not going to be an all-star, you're, you're not putting them here. And that I, yeah. I believe that entirely. I mean, the, the problem with the draft at the top is you are gambling. It's a fact, okay? So if there are no consensus picks, you are gambling. That's happening. So with that in mind, I am going to go with LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, and then Anthony Edwards. All right, now that you've picked that, let's talk about LaMelo for a right. second. I know the passing is is next level, right? No, there's no but- other levels to go to. He's like, that's what I, that's, you know, that's the thing. So whatever you say after this will be balanced by that. Think about that. No, so I'm just I'm actually I'm actually gonna pay him a compliment. Yeah. I, I I think I'm agree- in agreement with you that if I'm going for the number one pick, I want to go up with a guy who has at least one thing at an elite level, right? Which this kid does. Do you think he can pay enough attention on defense, right, over the next two or three years to actually become? Well, let's not even go into great, but make two All Star teams. Okay, so here's the thing: he's playing point guard. He has the speed of a point guard and he has like the, uh, you know, he can keep up with other point guards is what I'm saying with you. Same saying to you rather. Uh, the problem is his lateral quickness, but that's something that can uh, develop. So, I, okay. And that's, that's the key here. All of these guys are not projected to be all-stars right now, but that's the point. Okay. If you don't believe you can coach these people into something then you are not good as an organization in some ways. You have to be, you have to think of it like that. You're not a talent machine. You're a team develop. You're a team that develops players. That's how every NBA team is set up. If you really think about it, this guy's six foot seven. Okay, he doesn't have to do that much also to to like guard a point guard. Like look at Clay. He's not a great athlete uh, compared to the other like athletic lockdown defenders. Okay. He, he is just a really good player with defensive instincts, which are amazing, and he wants to win the ball. This dude cannot be clear. He does not have the talent defensively for that. We have to actually look at Steph here. Can he be as average a defender as Steph? That's, that's enough, right? I mean, really, literally that's enough. all he yeah. needs to do. And already, he's four inches taller than Steph. The second thing is the shot. Everyone is hating on the shot. It's not a good shot. I'm not going to lie to you. It's way better than Lonzo's shot. Like that, That's a low bar. That's no, a no, shocking thing. No, no, no. Bar. But it, that, I brought this up because look at Lonzo's shot now. It hmm. actually hmm. does seem like it falls in sometimes. Okay. <laughs> it looks like he starts. It looks like he almost starts from like at his chin now. From but his dude, left shoulder. He literally <laughs> shot. He's like, he literally, it's like he was taking his gun out, you know. Like yeah, that's what it looks true. like what he was doing. Okay. Uh, and I found a wonderful piece of scouting by Justin Verrier of the Ringer, who looked at this video with of Lamelo, and uh, basically Lamelo has this motion where uh, he kicks out very hard. So okay, when you're shooting, your feet are some somewhat pointing towards the basket, but a little right. bit towards the the left side if you're a right-handed shooter, right? So your your feet are parallel but pointing towards like v- vaguely towards the basket. He jumps, kicks out, and goes super parallel. And sometimes doesn't even land on both feet again. He lands on one foot and the other one goes behind. That's the ugliest part of his shot. 
Yeah. But I tell you what has happened now. It, towards the end of his Australia run, the last five or six games, he stopped jumping outward. He stopped. He he jumped up and a little bit out, but it was a very short hop, and he landed back down on his feet quickly. You watch this shot. It made his shot quicker first of all, and secondly, every in those games he shot thirty seven percent. So hmm. already he's getting better. So this is what I mean. Like if he's growing this fast, okay, and he keeps doing this, we are looking at a superstar here. If if it all works out, and if it doesn't work out completely, you have a very high level facilitator, okay, who can shoot. True. And okay, he can't defend, but that's already better than Ricky Rubio. And that's that's your average yeah. level of that's point true. guard in the league. So. It's not a bad place to be. A lot of people will develop later in life. Also, we can wait and see what happens. All right. So, uh, if you're saying he's the first pick, should the T Wolves pick him? Uh, I would do it if I was the T Wolves because, look, D'Angelo Russell's a good point guard in the sense that he's a good, very good ball handler. Okay. The other thing is, Lamelo Ball is the best ball handler in this draft, by the way. He can use both hands in everything. Yeah. Like dribbling and passing, which is you don't do that in nineteen usually. So the, that's that's a good thing again. Russell is a a good, very good point guard. He's a good distributor. He's got he's got everything that you need as a good starting caliber point guard in this league. But he's much more of a scorer, okay, and he is happy to play off guard. But you know, he's had trouble. With other point guards playing next to him, or aside, like like Spencer Dinwiddie and and Curry also, he's not made the best of it. But I think it's possible for him. You know, he can move off ball and still thrive, especially with Lamelo, because Lamelo is just going to keep finding these guys. You know, Cat doing less work is better. Russell getting to his spots easier is better, and. Just not having the load on on themselves all the time is better. I mean, if Minnesota really wants to make a run for it, they need people who can really step in and do something. And it's really hard to make rookies do anything. You know, we've seen that. Yeah, and there's and um, if they don't take him on board, if they don't take a superstar level talent, I don't see the path from free agency. I don't really see the path from trades for the Timberwolves to really get anywhere. And they need to maximize this like little passage of time that they have with Carl Anthony Towns. Otherwise, it does feel like he's going to jump ship at some point. I mean, then and when they do take Lamelo, which I think they will, they they'll start having to having to sacrifice a chicken to like appeal to the gods of defense before every game because nobody on that team plays defense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a that team is um, minus I don't know what on defense. It's. Ooh, that's gonna be a tough first. That uh, that Warriors pick next year is looking really good if they pick. And you know what? You know what? It is looking really you know what's amazing good about for this. The Warriors. It's very rare to go back in the top three after you've picked one, probability wise, and it's top three protected. Hmm. So I feel it's gonna be such unbelievable, and like Nasib if it becomes five. four. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's a good draft yeah. next year. The Warriors could get a nice top five pick. It'll be beautiful, uh, and 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 they somehow make Wiggins <laughs> look good. It'll be just unkind. Yeah, It'll be yeah. unkind. It's, 
<laughs> Can you imagine a Wiggins trade turning out well for the team that took him? It's it be insane. This team really believes that they've got the better end of that deal as a in player acquisition, not in the tra- in the pick. Like this, this is these that's this, these people have. It's that's just nonsense. Warriors PR not that is that is typical Warriors PR nonsense. When they got D'Angelo, they were like, he's our guy. We got then they got Wiggins. Hey, he's our guy. They are going to trade every single thing aside from Stephen Clay to win another championship. They are ruthless. They just like to talk very, very positively and put out this like brotherly love okay. vibe. We'll see. Anyway, it'll be fun anyway. Uh, to see Draymond yelling at Wiggins is going to be fun anyway. Speaking of the Warriors, we'll move to number two now. We'll move to your second pick. Uh, who and why? This was a really tough one because I, re- I really like to follow the Warriors because they're so easy to watch for me. And uh, it, I, I mean, it has to be Wiseman for a lot of people and I think it has to be for me as well. I actually think he might be the best player in this draft in the Ooh. end. Hmm. Okay. I, I sent you some scouting notes uh, from when I was like watching some of the tape this week and it had lots of gems like... Uh, the same highlight had a defensive play and the offensive play in one highlight. I've literally not seen that with any other player in this draft. Okay, that says something right there. Uh, should I mean? Do have you seen him? I have not. I haven't seen enough of uh, Wiseman to really make a. Uh, have you seen what he looks like? I know he's got a seven-six wingspan, which is fucking amazing. Yeah, only one other person has a seven-six wingspan, and that's Rudy Gobert. Okay, I think he and Whiteside might have the same wingspan, so maybe just Gobert alone. But oh yeah, we're talking exalted company yeah. here, and and he is supposed to be the best seven foot athlete since David Robinson. Okay, like that is some crazy stuff we're talking about here. Like he literally runs like I saw. I saw. Okay, there was a clip where uh, you know they they pulled the ball down. Uh, he's the last player coming coming off the defensive possession to the offense. He runs the floor and he covers the entire court in three and a half seconds. Good God. It's kind of scary, man. Nice. It's kind of scary. Yeah. So the whole thing with him is he would look good in the Warriors because they need a center. Right. Okay. They they only have six, nine players. That's in six foot nine listed players. Right. They don't have a seven-footer. They don't have somebody to play against, like, you know, uh, Ed, uh, this guy, uh, Davis, not against Jokic. I mean, you need a seven-footer to go up against these guys. Like, Draymond alone is not going to cut it, okay? They don't. They haven't had a guy who could fly and jam things in like McGee, okay? They, they didn't have that this year. They missed that. This guy can reach about as high as him. And we've seen Javel Mahi. That dude literally, like, he dipped a cookie on top of a backboard, on top of the backboard and dunked as in his, like, dunk contest year, okay? So, he's that level of leaper as well, by the way. Which is kind of, again, scary, right? So, imagine this dude flying in, calling for lobs from Raymond and Steph. I mean, that's literally the missing piece if this dude comes good. The other thing is... Can he be good as a rim protector, like Gobert style? The uh, 
people are saying it's possible because he has the tools and he's a he's good block he's a good shot blocker not just because he's tall but he really times his his jumps well and gets his hands up there and just stops the ball he he's really good at that problem is it's the instinct and it's the it's the experience it's sorely lacking okay and the biggest knock on him actually is he really doesn't use enough of his size he's he's he he tries too many finesse moves he doesn't charge in and take the hits and he doesn't like make stuff happen that way you know he 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 tries to take do step backs and jump shots and turnarounds like lamarcus aldridge and stuff some of it goes in some of it doesn't so those are the knocks against him the good thing about him is he's got a really nice jump shot man for a 7 footer it looks really smooth i mean you have a look at it and you tell me you know uh it is actually a smooth jumper if he can continue to develop it there's no reason he can't shoot from 3 right i mean he shoots any 80% at the free and where better than the warriors to <laughs> learn your three point shot all right exactly let's let's move on yeah. to number 3 very quickly uh who do you have uh the pick anthony edwards all right all right all right the pick of and course is with is with charlotte um yeah why anthony let's forget the charlotte let's forget the charlotte thing we'll come to why charlotte uh but why do you think anthony edwards he's a wing he's a wing player we all know that wing players are the best nba quantity quality like best type of archetype of player there is everybody wants wing players everybody wants good wing players If you're a little guy, you always get shut down by the big guys. I mean, look at Steph and Dame and Kyrie. They're all great players, but you they, they rarely ever get to be in the same tier as LeBron and KD and and uh, Kawhi, right? So when the guy is six foot five and has a a six eleven wingspan or six ten wingspan, uh, just that's the guy. Yeah, he's got a six yeah. nine wingspan, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he's got a lot. I mean, I also that's uh, some some teams have measured him, and it's coming out longer now. I don't know how, but it is what it is. Okay. But he's but he's six, but he's six five two twenty five. So he's not he's not uh, small or uh, undersized by any measure as a wing. He's not at all, dude. The the big men in this draft are like two thirty five. Yeah. He's a he's a tank man. Like this is LeBron size when actually LeBron is a little is a bit taller. So he was two thirty. Yeah. but that's all we're talking about here okay like he's already a freight train like if he's if he drives they all bounce off him i've seen the film you know uh and he's so fast man like he can actually he can do all, he can leap off one foot and both feet so this dude can score uh no doubt about that and he can score he can shoot from the three he can score with both hands in the in the lane and he can yeah, he can he got a few mid-range shots also not too bad at it but not too good at it there are a lot of downsides with him though a lot a lot a lot uh his team was terrible okay and he le- he didn't lead them to any major great wins he also distributed the ball but was competent if not average at it and i don't know if he's going to get better he doesn't seem to recognize the situation on defense like he keeps getting lost or making the wrong choices or you know and these aren't like oh he'll get better at them kind of choices there's just like 
why didn't you just go for it? Even if you made made it didn't get it right, why you didn't even go for it, you know? Um, and uh, he's very confident and a happy and smiling, good personality. But like, people really question whether he has the feel for the game. This is that very nebulous thing that scouts in every sport talk about. He doesn't have it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? He doesn't have that high level intelligence or that just natural instinct to sort of game the game the system on the floor without really realizing like IQ wise what's happening or like plays wise what's happening and his jump shot is like very erratic not very erratic it's kind of inconsistent I think is more more effective to say so if he rushes it it looks ugly but when he gets his time in and he shoots it's fine but he's still shooting like 35 or 34 percent so it's not good you know uh, so yeah, I did just describe Andrew Wiggins to you also. So just remember that. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. essentially. Yeah. All right. So let, let's let's jump ahead to Charlotte there, who are picking third. Uh, whether they will actually make that pick or no it remains to be seen. But uh, what do you think? Do you think that it moves the needle for Charlotte? Is that a good pick for Charlotte to make? I mean, they just need anybody good, right? I'm not even make. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm just saying they don't have a superstar. They lost Kemba, right? They need a superstar. Okay, of these three guys, this is why Edwards is ranked so highly. He's a wing player who's most likely to be a superstar. He's got all the physical tools. He's proven a little bit of it. So that's already better than both these other guys that we talked about. And he really, really could grow, you know, in the sense that he really could, like, overcome a lot of these deficiencies if he's in the right situation. And if you have this guy becoming a superstar, then, you know, why make any other choice? Like, if you if you think you can make that happen with your coaching stuff, I mean, I would I would consider it for sure. And he fits. He's, he they, they have the backcourt, Devontae Graham and Scary Terry. This guy can play the three. I mean, he can't guard three that well yet, but he's a rookie, so don't play him all the time there, but whatever. There is always the ominous specter of the Russell Westbrook trade, which will involve this third pick. Uh, so you never know which Charlotte because they are. I mean, I can understand the logic from Charlotte's perspective. They don't have like like you said, they don't have a superstar. Mm. There's one waiting in Houston who's going to take you to the playoffs at least, pretty much a guarantee playoff. Is that better than gambling on a kid? Maybe he turns out in a weak draft class, which everyone's talked about as weak draft class. Gambling on this rather than just at least making the playoffs for the next two years. There's two things with this. First, I'll answer. I'll like finish the Edwards discussion with this. Uh, the thing with this is, I Charlotte wants a big man, right? So they, they might try to get the number one pick to get Wiseman, but I don't know if they have enough to make it interesting for the uh, for the Timberwolves. And they might look at Onyeka Okongwu, who's one of my favorite right? players in yeah, this draft, yeah. which gets to my second point here. It's only a weak draft because there's no consensus at the top. From 4 to, to 15, you have a number of players here who can easily play in this league for 15 years. And they're all really good. Well, not all of them. You know, you know what I mean. They're all solid choices. So, it's just the top end of this draft is suspect. After that, from like 4 to 15, you have a lot of quality players who can become really good. Fair enough, fair I mean, it's just... There is no Zion and Ja Morant in this one. That's true. That's I think that's that's the that's, that's the knock against it. But then that or, doesn't happen every draft, to be fair. True. Yeah. Very true. Very true. 
All right, uh, that'll bring this episode to a close. Thank you, Sid, for all that draft research. Uh, how far away is the draft? How many days have we got left? Oh, yeah, we have a few days left. Uh, Wednesday morning or Thursday morning for us is when the, the draft's going to happen. So I'm going to watch that for sure. Uh, just want to say there's like two or three names here which y'all should keep in mind. Onyeka Kongo already described. He has He's like 6'9 or 6'10, again, huge wingspan. Uh, he looks like when he jumps... He's not going to make it, but he just suddenly magnetically attaches to the rim. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> he, he's very interesting. Very, very good defender. Like, maybe the one of the best defenders out here. Then you have this guy called Tyrese Halliburton. You have to watch this guy. He He's super interesting, if nothing else. The smartest, probably one of the smartest players in this draft. And yeah, you have uh, Killian Hayes who I'm not big on, but you know who's big on, on Killian Hayes, right? Our, our, our favorite KOC yeah. has him number one on the big board. On his big board. Number one. You know, he plays for the German league, which is not a big league, uh, to be fair. And they kind of gave him the keys to the castle here. And he doesn't even play Euro League. He plays like the Europa League version of the Euro of League. the Euro League. Okay. So... I mean, he obviously looks good there, right? Until you realize he has like six turnovers a game. I just want to say that he's playing in the second tier of the Euro League. Yeah. Whereas last last draft, uh, sorry, two drafts ago, there was a dude who played in the Euro League, Euro League, and was the MVP and was still drafted fifth. Yeah, just just think about that. It's just something yeah. that happened, and we didn't even talk about Cole Anthony who was on a Nickelodeon show and is the son of Greg Anthony and was like the highly, most highly touted recruit in this entire draft. And somehow from like consensus number one, he's now around, around about 14 or 15 on most draft boards. Yeah, this is what yeah, is happening with this draft. Okay. Everyone needs to watch this one. This is going to be one hell it's of, of, draft, hell of yeah. an event, man. Because right after that, two days later is free agency. Uh, we are, man, we are going to experience a few things this week, man. We're going to come right back in as soon as free agency opens to cover those uh, initial deals. So we'll be back with our next episode on that weekend uh, of free agency openings. We'll cover the draft and we'll talk about the uh, so-called, the deals that were signed a minute after free agency opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they, love that, those deals. that aren't done yet. They're going they're to be done aren't done after yet. that time. You know? No, they'll happen in the first 30 seconds of the free yeah, agency yeah, window. That's opening, how like fast Kemba people last think. Time. You know, that's how. Yeah, I, everyone's know. just like, I read 17 contracts and I'm good. I'm good. I'm good to go with this one. Exciting All stuff. Right. Exciting stuff. So, so we'll see you after the draft and after free agency. Let's see how many of these picks work out. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Sid. Yo, thanks. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye bye.